Hello, everyone. Welcome to TV Literate, a podcast that unapologetically enjoys trashy TV. I'm Jillian. And I'm Megan. And it's almost Thanksgiving. <laughs> it is. Oh, my goodness. I can't, I like, cannot believe it that it's already like towards the end of November. Yeah, we How? have like three days until Thanksgiving. Yeah. Um, that's weird. That just doesn't seem, that just doesn't seem possible to me. It's cursed. Cursed damage. <laughs> I don't even know. Like this year has gone by so fast and so slow simultaneously. I know. It's like when you're li- living it in the moment, it seems like it's going by so slow, and that mm-hmm. like it's never ending, and that this period of our lives is just like the rest of our lives. But then when you take a step back and you're like, "Holy shit, we have like three and a half months until it's March again," and I thought it was still March now, so. I know. Oh my god! I know when it becomes March again, and I'm still not out of the house. Like, I think I'm gonna have a breakdown. Cause like, yeah, I know myself well enough now that when I was 23, I'm like, I'm not gonna have a quarter life breakdown, and then I fucking did. I was just like drunk for two weeks. It happens. <laughs> and uh, now I'm like, I'm just gonna accept the fact that I'm probably gonna have a breakdown at the beginning of March because that will be one year of isolation. Honestly, let's make 2020, like 2020 and 2021, I guess 2021 as more of like an, an aftermath of 2020. Let's make that like acceptable to have some type of weird breakdown and just like not, we don't even need to acknowledge it at all. Yeah, it's fine. Like, for example, my husband just gauged his ears like out of no nowhere, just decided, I, um... literally woke up one morning and was like, I had a dream that I gauged my ears. And so I'm going to do it because why the fuck not? And I'm like, you know what, honey, you do it. You go for it. And he did it. And they look great. So good for him. The funniest thing is I have lived with you vicariously because Kyler has messaged me on Snapchat and given me the blow by blow on every part of the story. I heard about the dream. I heard about the purchase. I heard about when they arrived. I have been goaded every time I send him like a picture of my face. He draws on gauges on my ears because he's like, (laughs) we should do it together. And I'm like, Kyler, no, I did that as a teen. I'm over it. (laughs) <laughs> yeah yeah um yeah he's going through that phase now but whatever it works you know i mean i was having a mental breakdown when i did it when i was like 14 so uh, yeah definitely only chill in 2020 for sure for sure it just matches 2020's vibes immaculately i mean i shaved all my hair off so <laughs> yeah i mean <laughs> i haven't done anything crazy yet but like i can feel it coming so just wait uh, yeah, just wait, world. I don't know. What are you gonna do? Like, get like a face tattoo or something? Maybe. Who knows? I Shit. the the world is my oyster. It is. I guess face tattoo would be hard with COVID. They really yeah. have to breathe on you a lot for that. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Maybe that'll have to be a post COVID, like, yeah, re- memorial uh, breakdown thing. I know. I was thinking about today. Like, I keep seeing all those tweets that's that are like, "What are you gonna do? What's the first thing you're gonna do after COVID?" And I'm like, "Well, first of all." Probably still nothing until I'm sure that we're not all going to (laughs) die. And second of all, I'm like, I think I, I think I want to do like a week of social activities and then just go back to isolation. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. I, I've talked to Kyler about this a little bit, but I just don't, I don't see myself ever really going completely back to normal. Like this year has forever changed me. And I think it's going to be at least a really long time until I can, like, feel comfortable in a social setting again. Well, and the fact of the matter is, you know, to get very depressing, they say this is going to happen more and more frequently with climate change, that more and more diseases are going to 
mutate and thrive through seasons they don't usually thrive and learn things and transfer from animals to humans more and i'm like cool fun so i'm just gonna try and find a job to work from home yeah for just the rest not leave of my house life. yeah at least we all have like tons of masks now so if they're you know airborne we're good to go um yeah uh i, I don't know i don't know it's gonna be strange to like see how people come back from this because i know I think a lot of people will be like us. And then there's the people who've changed nothing so far. So they might be dead. (laughs) They might be dead, but more likely they're fine. And they passed it on to their grandma who died or something. Oh, yeah. Lots of grandma killers out there. Mm -hmm. What if it's like we just have like a whole week of just everyone does a funeral for everyone who's died? (laughs) Yeah. Which is (laughs) terrible. But like maybe we could just have a week long wake. For everybody. That would be good. Something needs to happen because goddamn people are dying. So many people are dying. Ugh, it's bad. Jesus. <laughs> but let's talk about some other stuff. Let's move on. Let's Let's talk COVID. about the fun things that we're doing indoors. Yeah. So what have you been watching indoors, Jillian? Well, we've really gotten started on our Christmas movie kick. Hell we have yes. watched, I think, probably six Hallmark movies so far. Nice. And they've all been interesting. There was one that was, the whole plot was about this character who just got her Master's of Library Science. Um, I can't relate to that at all. Oh, yeah. No, totally <laughs> not like, oh, look, nobody's hiring. And now I live in this town in a shitty house. Oh, wow. Yeah. That doesn't sound like 2016 to me at all. <laughs> I know. I know. God, I think I graduated at the end of 2013. Mm-hmm. Yeah, September 2013. And yep, still don't work as a librarian. Yeah, I graduated in 16 um, in the spring. And then I had to move back in with my parents. And then I only could find a part time like library mm-hmm. service worker job because nobody told everyone told me that I was too educated and not experienced enough. And so I worked for a year part time in a really shitty job. And then I moved on and I got another shitty job, but I was full time. So yeah, and then I was know. a librarian and then I moved and then COVID. So here we yep. are. But and now we're here. Yeah. Now we're podcasters. Honestly, I love that, though, that there that was like a plot line in a Hallmark movie, because I like that it wasn't just that she's a librarian, too, because uh-huh. I feel like that that plot line's been done. And yeah, but I feel like so many people don't even realize that like librarians have master's degrees in, in most cases and that like that's like a career path. That's like how it goes. Yeah. So it's kind of nice to see that represented in a movie. And it's nice to see the whole, hey, there are no jobs for librarians being represented, too. <laughs> it was it was just, like, a little too close to home. But thankfully, the rest of the movie was completely fucking bonkers. So the whole plot, I'm just going to tell you this. No, it's yeah. not going to spoil it for anyone. Don't worry. It's the vibe, not the plot. <laughs> <laughs> the vibe. Only so vibe she, spoilers. She buys a fixer-upper af- with all of her money that she has left after master's, her master's degree, I guess. And uh. she was an orphan in the foster system, and she moves next door to this woman. And then this woman, like two days after they meet, she starts feeling bad. And then she goes to the doctor, and she has leukemia back again or something. I don't remember what <laughs> what cancer it was. But then, like... Five days later, this woman's like, you know, when I die, you should adopt my children <laughs> so that they don't have to go into the foster system. And so then she starts a bookmobile and adopts these two children and Christmas is happy with oh. the dead, dead mom. Cool. 
Yeah, it was it was a lot. <laughs> Damn, that is a lot to pack into one it goddamn was movie. Fucking bonkers. And it was like, you know, they're like 90 minutes long. So <laughs> Jesus Christ. God, I know. Like, man, I don't know. I love shitty Christmas movies because they're just so good bad. Yeah, yeah, it's like the you got like the wholesome Christmas vibes that like are always cheesy, but you always like are know that it's going to be cheesy and that's kind of like the appeal to it. Mm-hmm. There's so, no bad endings in a shitty yeah. Christmas movie. It, everyone yeah. works out all right. Like they didn't even go through the whole thing that the mom died. It was just like, yeah, I'll adopt them when you're dead. And then it was like one year later, dead Mom's mom, dead. you get full custody. <laughs> Merry <Cool>. Christmas. <laughs> Let's just skip all the sad parts. We'll just talk about the happy parts. Yeah, like these girls are totally fine out. They live in a shitty house with a bookmobile librarian next door to the house where their mom died. Sounds like a dream to me. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Totally bonkers. But yeah, so we've been watching that and we're still stuck on fucking bones. (laughs) And otherwise, Chris has just been watching a lot of football. So I've been listening to a lot of podcasts. Yeah. What have you been watching? Let's see. Um, I've been going through a little bit more of a true crime phase. Disappeared, oh, yeah. stuff like that. Um, cold case files, just anything I can get my hands on. Lots of YouTube videos, too, because mm-hmm. I really like I'm really kind of not picky necessarily. Like I'll watch true crime in any variety, but I really like true mm-hmm. crime like kind of condensed i feel like a lot of true crime stuff it's like goddamn just get to the fucking point i know and like so, dateline two hour yes, episodes what the exactly fuck? like i love i love parts of it but then it's like okay so I, I like watching youtube videos in particular like 20 30 minute youtube videos about like one case is like that's supreme to me mm-hmm. so i've i've mostly just been watching a lot of that um and we've been watching a lot of movies too but nothing like kind of just random movies. We watched we watched a couple of the Harry Potter movies and I still know all the words even though it's been like 10 years since I've seen them. Yep. Um which is like sad but whatever. And it's, it's not sad. It's our <laughs> our demographic. We have it's all just, been haunted by Harry Potter our whole lives. It's how it is. Like I I realized um when watching in particular when I was watching we were watching Goblet of Fire and I realized that a lot of my like vocal tics that I say are like quote direct quotes <laughs> from that movie and I'm like god damn. And I didn't even like make the connection, but um yeah, here we are. Um but yeah, that's pretty much been it. I mean, every time that you shove Kyler against the wall and say, "Did you put your name in the goblet?" For some yeah. reason, one of my one of my ones that I've always said is, I always for some reason go, "Barty Crouch, Junior." For some reason, <laughs> I always say that. I get it. I get it. Um, I think my Harry Potter quote that I say all the time is, "You're a wizard, Harry." Yeah, that's a. I mean, that's a classic, and it yeah. just fits so many situations. And and uh, when Ron says, "You've got to sort out your priorities." Yes, yes, that was a good. That's a good one. That's a good classic. one. Oh God, you know, it's it's crazy that that series like that we have no idea who the author is. That it was just written by a. I know, I know. It's like it's like the Odyssey and the Iliad. You know, yeah. it says it's Homer, but who was Homer? Was it just yeah. oral traditions, or exactly. was it a real person? You That's know, just what I'm in going ancient for. times. It was just passed down oral oral stories for the... Yeah, that's what I'm just going to tell myself from now on. Yeah, I mean, 
Fuck J.K. Rowling. Fucker. <laughs> okay. So let's get into the meat of the show. So for today, we're going to stay on a fundy kick, but we're going to deviate from the Duggars a little bit. And we're going to talk about Welcome to Plathville season two. Season um, at two. least the two episodes that have been released so far. Um, so, yeah, we're going to talk. I'm excited to talk about this because, yeah, it was it's fucking crazy. I love the Plaths and Welcome to Plathville, which I was saying kind of before we started recording, but like they're the fundamentalist story that I want where the parents yes. try and brainwash their kids and it fucks up. None of them want this. Mm-hmm. They didn't even grow up this way. Like they're just being shitty and controlling for no reason. And their kids are like, you know what? I'm a person. Fuck you. Yeah, it's it's crazy. Um and I, I think, unfortunately, this is probably not the most likely scenario uh-uh. in terms of, like, fundamentalists and families like this. But it's really refreshing to see. And I just want to know, how the fuck did the Plath children, like, how are they so, like, aware and bright and insightful and kind when they were raised by fucking Kim and Creepy Berry? I know. But the fact of the matter is, while both of them are akin to, like, Michelle and Jim Bob, really, they're they're college-educated, they mm-hmm. grew up in relatively well-off families, like, they've, they, they have more, like, life experience than Michelle and Jim Bob, so I think they're like fake it was, like, osmosis. It just yeah. was, like, here, I'm gonna give birth to these children that actually have a fucking brain. Yeah, I'm not going to have 19 of them so that the ones at the end don't have any like genetic material left. Right, and I can actually <laughs> spend time with some of my kids. Right. But um but yeah, like they're they're like almost the plots are almost like fake fundies like Yeah. Like they're trying so hard to fit in with them but nah, the kids just aren't hard they're not hardwired for that life. Mm-mm. And they don't have like grandparents that are in it too and everything which I think factors in a lot. That's true. That's true. Um, yeah, I, well, and I think also it seems, well, and I don't really know this for sure because I honestly don't know a ton about the plots outside of the, the television show, but like with the Duggars, they seem to like, they're, they have a whole community around them. That's mm-hmm. basically the same type of fundy families. Like they have the, the Bates family that they've talked to for years. And then all of these other fundamentalist families who live in the area or homeschool their kids. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't really seem like the Plaths have that much connection to, like, outside Mm-mm. world. It doesn't seem to be on... Like, obviously, it could... They could... But also, it just doesn't really seem like Kim and Barry are very likable people at all, like, yeah. to anyone. And I think so... they want to keep their kids away from everything. So, like... That's true. It Even the church is too far, Yeah, basically. like, they would, wor- they would worry that, like, somebody in the church would get them into something that they weren't yeah. supposed to get into because like they all all the kids mentioned that they have other friends who aren't fundies as far as we know who are just normies that you know they eventually get banned from by kim and barry or they are monitored right but, right like yeah i don't think they have the level of like community buy-in and familial mm-hmm. buy-in and shit that the duggars do right and i think that that makes the the Duggars a little bit more dangerous just because they have, well, mm-hmm. just because they have so much support around them. Whereas it doesn't really seem like anyone likes the Plaths very much. Um, <laughs> at least the parents. 
Yeah. Uh, so let's get into the episodes a little bit. So the first episode was called A Family Divided. Um, and so obviously this kind of takes place a couple of months after the last season ended. Um, and there's kind of been like a lot of change that went on in yeah. between that. I was like, wow, it's a completely different show, completely different family dynamic here, which is great. Um, so first and foremost... Um, Ethan, the oldest, a.k.a. Mr. Peanut Butter in human form. Mr. Peanut Butter. Mr. Peanut Butter and his wife, Olivia, have completely cut ties with the parents, which good for them. Yeah, Because shit. just the, the, the toxic environment that they provided. And um, Olivia even talked about how, like, they had talked about divorce. Like, she had said divorce was on the table for a while because mm-hmm. of how toxic the environment had become around his parents which, Not like, letting them talk to the siblings, all kinds of stuff like that. You can totally fucking see that they moved houses so that they're three blocks away from where Ethan and Olivia are living. They are fucking insane. Yeah, they moved from their f- beloved farm, which it seemed like they were really into in yeah. the first season. So, like, when I, f- I remember you sent me um, an article a few months ago that said that they had sold that farm. And I was like, what the fuck is happening? But, yeah, mm-hmm. like, it makes sense now. They just wanted to move and be closer to Ethan so that they could keep an eye on him because he wasn't talking yeah. to them anymore. Which yeah, is so, like so fucked up. a small-ass town. They would see them. Like, you know, they have to take different routes. Like, on the TV show, they were saying, like, we don't want to say how we get into town because then Kim and Barry will fucking follow us. Like, that's ugh. crazy. Um. Them. I do too. Uh, Insane. And so I think the other big move was that uh, essentially Kim and Barry, I think mostly Kim, kicked Micah and Mariah out basically Mm -hmm. uh, because they were being a bad influence on the younger kids because they were living a life and I don't know, going and doing things. (laughs) Eating ice cream. (gasps) Sugar. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they also are not allowed to see any of their siblings without parental supervision, which was part like it was kind of the crux of episode one was Micah mm-hmm. and Mariah coming home to see mm-hmm. the kids. <laughs> I don't remember why I wrote this, but I think it might have been something that Kim said, but it said Kim and Barry have a new house. Now they can store all their harps. <laughs> she had like two harps and the main thing she's like we've got room for the harp and i was like okay oh exciting oh god so we were talking about ethan and olivia and part of this episode was them going for the drive in the old car oh yeah and getting fucking they're breaking down all the time and i just and- i can't imagine that uh, and Olivia is getting so pissed at that every time it happens, it's hilarious. Like, that, yes, I get that completely. Like, I get you want to go on your fancy old car convertible <laughs> ride, but maybe don't. <laughs> maybe don't. <laughs> Especially now in the time of Rona. Like, they keep mentioning COVID. So, yeah, yeah. It's, like, yeah. It's not the time to have to be hitchhiking home. But yeah, Ethan actually talks about how he regrets putting up with his family's treatment of Olivia for so long, which I thought was interesting. And mm-hmm. I'm glad that he is, I don't know, I just, I really admire their relationship. I feel like they are very mature and they, you know, are able to kind of let each other know the problems and solve them together, which is really great. Yeah. And it seems like both of them are kind of working for it. Which I is think really, both really nice of them have very good therapists. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. They have to, especially yeah, like Episode Ethan. two, for sure, with Ethan, I was like, shit, you've got a good-ass therapist. Keep yes. them. Do telehealth, yes. man. 
<laughs> I I I'm just yeah I was real I'm really impressed with all of the adult children but yeah Ethan and Olivia their relationship is like mm-hmm. a good a good one for sure and I'm really glad that Ethan is has decided that like yeah this is this is worth more than like the the shit that my parents are putting me through and even though it's yeah. hard and horrible to do I'm gonna have to put my foot down and choose my wife over my my family yep the only way that you're gonna get Kim and Barry to treat you different is to not let them treat you shitty yep exactly and if that takes no contact for a while for them to get their heads out of their asses and maybe for the rest of their fucking lives, that's what you got to do. Fuck them. Fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I thought they were very cute. And I really liked um, how I think it was Ethan who said, like, as we heal as people, our marriage will heal and thrive. And I was like, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, you guys are just like broken by terrible, shitty people being mean as shit to you. Like, you guys have always been nice to each other and kind to each other and love each other, but it's just these outside influences of... Exactly. And now that they're distancing themselves from that, they'll be able to, you know, really progress in their relationship. Mm -hmm. So, good for them. And also good for Micah and Mariah, because they are out of the house. They are... So, Micah has been modeling, but he's kind of been on the DL because of COVID for a while. Mm -hmm. Um, And Mariah works as well. Um, and they live together in an apartment, which I think is really, really nice because that's I think so that's kind of like the perfect situation for them because I think both of them living completely by themselves would probably be really overwhelming for them. But having mm-hmm. somebody who went through the exact same thing that you went through living with you, but still, you know, like, trying to distance from yourself from the family, I think it's like the perfect situation for them. So yeah. good for them. Especially because Mariah, I think, for real got kicked out, whereas Micah yes. just left. Yes. Um, I think having someone to call upon, you know, Ethan and Olivia and Micah to be yeah. like, hey, my car broke down or hey, I'm stranded here or whatever. Like, right. It's good to have someone as backup that you can rely Definitely. on. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, in this episode, like you said, they go back to the house um, to get some mail. But then, of course, <laughs> they see everybody else. Um, so I felt so bad for Isaac, who is now the only boy in the house other than Barry. Like, oh my God. And he's 14, which is the worst age. God, I know. I just, this poor child, please. I'm so, I was really happy that Micah took the time to like sit down and talk with him about things because like, Micah, buddy, he needs you so bad. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Don't fail Isaac. I did like how Micah and Isaac were like sitting in the room together and they were like looking like they were going to talk. And then the camera just pans out to Kim sitting on the other side of the room, yep. like lording over them. And I was because like, oh, because she couldn't let them be alone because she was scared about what Micah was going to say. Well, it's because it's because we've seen things in Micah that we don't want to rub off on Isaac, like bitterness towards us. I mean, I hate to break it to you, honey, but all of your kids are going to be bitter towards you, except maybe Lydia, just because I don't think she has the capacity to be bitter. Yeah, no, she'll just like softly float away and respond to your Christmas oh. letters and Poor hopefully move somewhere else. <sighs> but <sighs> yeah, so then Mariah talks with Lydia a little bit, which was good. Mm-hmm. I really, I think Lydia is like, she's, I feel so bad for her because she's just such a sensitive person and I can't imagine like I'm a very sensitive person too and so I can't imagine growing up in a household like that like that's just not a very nurturing Mm -hmm. environment to be around I think she's been the peacekeeper this whole time yeah between the elders and the parents basically I think there's there's so much that lies on her shoulders and I think it's like unfair to her but she at the same time is gonna like it matters to her so she's going to take the burden um yeah 
Which, so God, I hope, I hope she breaks free. I know. Even if she just wants to live a quiet religious life of her yeah, own. Yeah, g- good for her. If that's what she wants, then f- sure. But like this environment, I y- you can just tell like she does not. That just is not her vibe Mm-mm. at all. After Micah and Mariah interact with the siblings, they have a talk with uh, Kim and Barry in the backyard, which this was like so fucking good because oh yeah. It was basically just Micah and Mariah being like, why the fuck did you raise us like this? And please don't fucking raise my siblings like this. Yeah, like you have really hamstrung us in life. Like you had all of these things. You had education. You had, I mean, they had to go get their fucking GEDs and shit because they were Mm -hmm. homeschooled. So like they can't get jobs. Yeah, it's they just, I mean, Kim and let's be honest, Kim and Barry set all of their children up for failure just in general. Like, in every way. The fact that they turned it back around on them, that Kim turned it back around on Mariah, like, oh, well, you never paid attention or wanted to do the work anyway. It's like, that's every high schooler. Yes. Um, that Yeah, that's a teenager right there. Like, like if you don't want to act as a teacher and hold those your kids responsible, then you should send them to a real teacher. Yeah, exactly. But I was really happy that Micah and Mariah let – I'm glad that they let their parents know like how much they fucked them up. Mm-hmm. And I don't necessarily know if it will. I think it could, it could impact Barry a little bit. I th- I really don't have much hope for Kim. Just, she just yeah. seems completely far gone to me, but I, I'm glad that at least Micah and Mariah aren't staying silent about it. That they, and Ethan too, obviously by cutting ties, that's, mm-hmm. that's saying and that they're all backing each other up and being kind right. of a united front of siblings being like, Hey, we're not doing this to pick on you or just because we're like rebellious. We're doing this because we know what the real world is like now and we don't want yeah. you to fuck up our little siblings. Yeah. Like they still have a chance at like maybe leading a more normal life than we will, but like they've, they fucked Ethan, Micah, Mariah, Lydia. They're all like, they've yeah. fucked them up. Those, they all need so much therapy. Yeah. That's it. They just need yeah. to unlearn the behaviors that Kim has exactly. like forced into them. It's not to say that they can ever be like a productive, like normal, normal quote, whatever you want to say it, member of society. But like, it's going to take them a lot more time, a lot more work, a lot more, like you said, unlearning to get there. Mm-hmm. And that's just like, you have disadvantaged your kids so bad by, by just being obtuse about everything. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, Kim brings up sex because she looks at Mariah and is like, those are sexy pants. And Mariah's like, I haven't even been on a date yet. Um, But, God, the fact that Kim fucking turned it around on them again where she's like, oh, I didn't give you the sex talk because you never listened to me. It's like, bud, if you want your kids to listen to you, you just say, hey, I need you to listen to this. And you make them. There's a a way to talk to children and, like, like scaring them and yelling yelling at them and, like, you know, just you there is a way to approach children and every child is going to be different. So you're going to need to approach each one of your children in different ways about stuff like that. Um, and you can't be mad at them for not listening. You need to just try be a better parent and try harder to make them. Yeah. listen. Yeah. Like if, if your kid is not willing to hear your advice, then there is a breakdown of communication and trust and respect before that moment. Definitely. Um, another thing that Kim was just, I just wanted to fucking punch her in this scene. Well, I want to mm-hmm. punch her in every scene, but this scene in particular, when Micah was talking about something and and Kim was like, well, I have several people who send me screenshots of your social media, so <sighs> I know what you're doing. And it's like, 
bitch. <laughs> she just has a fucking fensta. I just I've always I'm always looking on his posts, hundred percent, and like Helena's posts and everything because I'm just like, mm, she's gonna be commenting. So I'm like praying for your soul. Yeah, she's definitely she's definitely like all she does is sit around and stalk um their oh, yeah. her adult children's social media, which is, sounds pretty pretty exciting to me. So exciting and <laughs> gross that you are just stalking your children now because they don't want you to be a part of their lives. Exactly. That's normal. <sighs> so let's go. Let's we'll kind of melt into episode two. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is called My Mystery Man. Mystery um, Man. Um, and so, yeah, this one was, um, well, it talked a little bit about uh, Micah, who it was doing his first uh, photo shoot, sexy photo shoot. And it was like he hadn't done one in a while because of COVID. Um, but I, I guess COVID was over there. So they did it. I don't <laughs> I don't really I, know. I think, I think they just quarantined or whatever. I don't know. Because the yeah, makeup probably. artist was wearing an N95 and the photographer was wearing a mask and stuff. So I was like, OK, so they're just like. They've isolated or something. Yeah, they definitely could have done that. I was mostly just being sarcastic. But. Oh, I know. But I get a, I'm get. i going to get a little sassy at the end of this one. So. Okay, good. Good. <laughs> That's what I like to hear. But um, yeah, it was like a sexy photo shoot with his model friend, Helena. And he was like flirting real heavy with her. I was like, go, oh, was Micah. so cute. Go, like, Micah. And, you know, even if nothing happens, they're just a safe place for him to learn how to flirt like all yeah, of us did in yeah. like fucking middle school when he just had his own siblings. Ugh. Yeah, I feel like, and I, I really, know, like even just watching from season one to season two, like Micah's confidence is totally different from what it was. Like he mm-hmm. seems so much more confident ever since he started modeling and moved out and like good for him. I, I'm, I'm happy yeah. for him. And so part of it, he does like a little talking head where he was like, ever since I was 12, I wanted to farm. And now I just want to model and travel and see the world. And I'm like, growth. I love him. I love him. Like nothing against farmers, but he wanted to do it because that's the only thing he knew. Exactly. That's it. Like he didn't even know there were other options, I'm sure. Yeah. And he was good at it. Um, Yeah, he was he was so cute. I did love that he's still like innocent enough that when her like sticky boob chicken cutlet <laughs> snuck out of her shirt he was like <laughs> and she's like it's just a sticky boob and it's he's like <laughs> sticky boob you said boob <laughs> yeah god and then when he didn't know what pillow talk meant oh yeah <laughs> what a cutie are they talking about pillowcases yeah and he was like oh that makes more sense <laughs> god it was so funny it was good Okay, moving on from funny cringe to just pure cringe uh, is oh, when the Barry most awkward moments. <laughs> but which I think, and this is kind of goes back to what I was saying. Barry seems to be maybe trying to take the what um, yeah a little, a little, said a little bit seriously, maybe a yeah. little bit. It's probably just for the show. Like, let's be honest, but maybe not. Uh, but anyway, he gives Isaac the sex, or he t- gives him a sex talk, talk about sexuality a little bit. And it was just, like, literally the most painfully awkward thing I've ever watched in my entire life. Yeah, he's like, you'll grow into an interest in the opposite sex. What if he's gay, Barry? I was going to say, that's very heteronormative of you, um, and that's dangerous. But, I mean, I wouldn't expect anything different. Yeah, from Fundy's, no. Um, yeah, it was it was so cute that... 
Isaac was so fucking awkwarded out by Barry trying to like, <laughs> you can tell that Barry's never tried to open up like emotionally or anything to the, no. these kids. So Isaac's like, what the fuck do I do? My dad wants to know something about Ew, me. Yeah. Ew. I loved, I loved it too. when they like interviewed him and he was like, of course I'm interested in girls. I just don't want to talk to my dad about it. <laughs> I know. And he was like, I have never wanted to cut down trees more my whole life. <laughs> I was like, yeah, dude. Yeah, go. Uh, no thanks. Um, yeah, yeah. That, but oh no. Uh, I just like so having cringe. the sex talk. Can you imagine having to have the sex talk with Barry? Like literally the most, the creepiest person in the entire world. No thanks. That would just so, traumatize I feel like me. Like he's gonna be like, sometimes you'll notice their butts. Oh God, yeah. He would just say just some of the creepiest old man things you've ever heard. Well, there are these positions called. Blech. Yeah, I feel like Barry could very easily swing too far the other way of, like, I'm just going to overwhelm my kids with how much I focus on their lives. I'm going to obsess over every detail, and they must tell me everything because I love them. Yeah. Oh, he gives me such bad vibes. Icky. Icky, icky. Want to move on to Ethan and Olivia's house in Cairo? Which I would just like to say, Cairo... Georgia is spelled Cairo like Egypt, but yep. you say it like the sweet syrup. I mean, I get it. We we have hurricane here, so like we do. We have hurricane uh, Rio Grande. Yeah, it, it is what it is. It's just that's how it is here. It's we don't we don't we don't necessarily approve of it. We don't. It's just what it is. It is what it is. But it is very frustrating to type Cairo <laughs> and be like. Okay, that's Cairo. <laughs> no, yeah, that's not not like Egypt. We're not in Egypt. We are no. not in Egypt. Uh, but yes, so, so we go over to Ethan and Olivia's, and they're kind of in like a little bit of a fight. And then it, it becomes clear, Olivia says that she's on her period, and Ethan is like, oh, I forgot about that. Mm-hmm. And then they talk about how Ethan, he grew up with six sisters and a mom, and did not know what a period was until he was with Olivia. That's did not know they, they all go out into the menstrual tent. Like in the, the Bible. The tenstrel. Uh, <laughs> the minty tenty. Oh, God. <laughs> she, he was just like, I always just thought they had nosebleeds or something. I'm like, out your coochie? Like, why would you put a pad under your nose? Like, he has to have seen, like, some sanitary products. Because I'm sure that Kim is not up with, like, menstrual cups. She probably doesn't even think oh, tampons no. are a yeah. thing because it'll ruin your virginity. Yeah, you're not a virgin like, if you use tampons. Yeah, it's pads only. Yeah. Um. Yeah, There's I don't no know. But that's fucking crazy to me. I just cannot imagine. Like, he was, what, like, 18, 19? I don't know. He was, like, an old teen. Old teen. <laughs> Old he was teen. old teen when he found out that women have periods. Like, no. I mean, I believe it, but only because of all of the Republicans who have said stuff about uteruses and babies and rape it's and true. periods in the past decade. Like, a woman's body can just shut that down. Yeah. Men are really, a lot of men, not all men, not all men, hashtag not all men. Um, hashtag <laughs> yes all men. Um, they just don't understand periods at all. Like I've heard so many people like think like so many men who think that like women can just like hold their period in and uh-huh. have like control over when they bleed. Like, do you have control over when you bleed when you're bleeding? No, no. you don't. It just bleeds. They don't know. Anyway. They just think we're pissing our pants, but we pee blood for a week. 
which Mm. honestly that would be way fucking more metal i would yeah it'd probably be a lot it'd be a lot more convenient it sounds like yeah i'd like to hold it in and just go to the bathroom and pee (laughs) it would be terrifying though the first time that happens like more terrifying than like the first period that's just regular human biology you'd be like why am i peeing blood (laughs) oh god um but yeah you should definitely like your your son should know what a period is even if they don't mm-hmm. get one sorry yeah i mean all people should know about basic anatomy bodily functions yeah everybody poops not everybody has a period but everybody should know about it and mm-hmm. don't kick anybody in the crotch yeah that's a, that's a pretty th- those are three really great great <laughs> rules to live by as a parent so <laughs> Um, um, yeah, so that he, she had stayed, stayed up until like one thirty in the morning working on her website cause she's yeah. trying to drum up stuff cause of COVID and she started her period. She was upset. He comes into the room like, what are you making for, di- for breakfast? Which first of all, <laughs> Ethan, you're going to need to talk to your therapist about that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so he offers to make breakfast for the very first time ever. And he tries to make pancakes and he's just babbling and annoying the (laughs) shit out of her. And she's like sitting there with just like this most deadpan, like, are you fucking kidding me face? And he just can't read it. I, um, I, I honestly have never related more to Olivia in my life. Like (laughs) I, and my, he's usually pretty aware of like when I'm not in a mood to talk, but sometimes, I mean, my husband just loves to talk. Uh, so I, that's definitely, I felt that. And oh, yeah. he's always, but he's always like Kyler and Ethan. They're always just like in such a good mood and so enthusiastic about everything. And I am just not there most of the time. So I, I felt this on a deep level. Yeah. Yeah. I think most of the time I'm the Ethan, <laughs> <laughs> which is a thing, but um, I don't know, man. I can definitely read people's faces better. Yeah. <sighs> But uh, this did kind of start the thread that continues through the rest of the episode where Ethan was saying that he was never given a tool set for how to deal with difficult emotions Mm -hmm. or any emotions with Kim and Barry. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was good because this is the part where I was like, he has a good ass therapist because tool set is therapy talk. Definitely. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and like, then he apologized to her and was like, I'm sorry I was annoying you. I'm sorry I didn't understand what was going yeah. on. I wish I could make you feel better. Blah, blah, blah. Whatever. Like, he's a good dude. He's he just a great hasn't dude. been taught how to human. Yeah. I was, so, like I said, these, these episodes, I was just so impressed with Ethan and Olivia's relationship and how they talk to each other and how they handle things. Like, they, it's so clear that they love each other and that they want the marriage to work, but that they, like you said, were just not given. The, the circumstances and the environment to make it work. So I'm mm-hmm. glad that they're, they're really working on it. And like you said, very clear that they're in therapy, which good for them. Oh yeah. Hell yeah. All the therapy. Just do it every day, man. <laughs> yes. When you've got Kim and Barry for parents, I don't think there is too much therapy. The more therapy, the better I think is, is the rule of thumb there. Yeah. And maybe some SSRIs or something for mm-hmm. I'm sure the anxiety <laughs> And depression that they will all have. Oh, yes. Yes, for sure. Um, okay, so then the last kind of section of this episode was um, Lydia was granted access to the Mar- gift. Mariah's. The, gr- the gift of being able to go to Mariah's house for dinner by Kim, thankfully. And, mm-hmm. I, and I have a note in my 
uh, my notes that just says Lydia is the Jana of the family, and I think she that fucking that is. is the truth. Like Jana's you said, the peacekeeper. Yeah, she's the Jana, and it's like, uh, poor, poor Lydia, poor Jana. Like Lydia's just gonna live with Kim and Barry for the rest of her life, but hopefully not. Hopefully not. But she does have a prayer closet now. She has a prayer closet, um, which sounds really creepy to me. But like, if it's what you want, you do you, girl. I mean, to go um, back to Harry Potter, it's her cupboard under the stairs. They're putting her in the cupboard under the that's stairs. True. <laughs> um, but actually, um, in this episode, like I said, Mariah is going to, or sorry, Lydia is going to Mariah's house, and Lydia wants to talk to Mariah because she has a crush on a boy, on a mystery man, mystery man. And I don't really—they were vague with the details and stuff, but basically, it's somebody that they've known since Lydia was 13 and Mariah still has con- in contact with them. And so Lydia wants Mariah to talk to him about it. I don't yeah. really know. I'm sure he's a townie that they just TLC hasn't gotten. Uh, yeah, exactly. The signature release form from yet. Exactly. Yeah. They just don't have, um, have it all like set away legally so they can't say it, but yeah. Um, yeah, it was cute. Um, Mariah cooked her dinner, but first pranked her, saying that they were going to eat cereal for I dinner first. That. And Lydia was, like, such a kind heart about it. Like, she was unscrewing the milk. She was going to go for it. She was like, oh, that's different, but okay. Yeah, <laughs> she was, was like, so why different. are you laughing so hard? That <laughs> <laughs> was very cute. It was. Uh, but... And then Mariah had actually made salad, mac and cheese, and steak. Good which, for her. Man, I'm hungry. I would love some mac I know, and cheese that right sounds. Now. Oh, fuck yeah, that sounds good fucking love mac and cheese mm, nothing better mm. um yeah i don't know poor lydia but i have hope for her that she'll get out i'm hope yeah i hope that since she seems to be like interested in in dating and and maybe maybe by extension leaving the leaving the nest i think that that's a good sign so i hope hopefully she'll be able to break free before Jana did because at the very least, this person, this this dude, sounds like a townie, so maybe he won't be super religious. So then she can just be a sweet little meek yeah. crumpet. Yeah, if it's somebody that on only Mariah, if if it's somebody that only Mariah has contact with, like I have, I have high hopes that it's not going to be somebody that Kim and Barry approve of. So that's that's good with me. Hell yeah, yeah. And then Mariah goes on her first date oh, God, with the yeah. dude Max, who he's really cute. Good for Mariah. He is. I don't understand. If he's pretending that he doesn't know about season one of the show, or if he really doesn't know that this family in his town has been, like, recorded by TLC about how crazy religious they are. It's it's interesting. Like, I don't really know, like, what the average, like, person, if the average person on the street would know. And I, you, definitely more people, like, local would know than, like, mm-hmm. people here. But, yeah, I, I wonder, it, it, I, I don't think I would be necessarily surprised, though, to find, like, a teen like a teen boy doesn't have any yeah. idea who these people are. Um, I don't know. Who knows? But, yeah, he very well could just be like, yeah, I'll just pretend I don't have any idea who the fuck you are. But Yeah, because, like, how, how did she explain the camera crew and stuff? Like, <laughs> without saying, yeah, it's because my family's nuts. Yeah, I feel like there's always, like, some... I don't know. I'm trying to think. I feel like we've watched something where like they lied about what the camera was there for. Oh yeah, it was 90 Day Fiance. Oh mm-hmm. oh, it was um, Stephanie um, when she yeah. lied and she said that it was about her chronic illness. Uh huh. Stepanka. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Ugh. Okay, I just forgot about her completely, and now I just brought her back into my mind, and I'm mad. Okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> fuck her. Um, but. Yeah, so I don't really know if he knew beforehand, but they both have eight siblings, which that's kind of crazy. 
Um, but I think the, yeah. the date seemed to go really well between them. Like he seemed receptive of what she had to say and they seemed to have a fun time and they went on a motorcycle. Can you imagine mm-hmm. Kim is like rolling in her grave, even though she's not dead. Um, <laughs> she's dead to Mariah. She's rolling in her mental grave. <laughs> exactly. But I would like to say, why the fuck were they not wearing masks? They just walked into that store. Everybody else had masks on. They did not have masks on. I don't like this Max fellow for that reason. Yeah, that's that's fair. Maybe I'm wondering if maybe like the film people were like, don't wear the mask so we can see, which would be dumb. But Mm-mm. I don't, I don't think so, because in the first episode, when they when uh, Ethan and Olivia, sorry, I just completely forgot everyone's <laughs> names. When Ethan and Olivia went for the drive, they had their masks like in their lap and everything like they were. Oh, yeah. Well, I think I don't know. I think they could have taken them off at the table, but they even walked in without masks. Yeah. No. Yeah, I agree. I, I mean, it was dumb regardless, but um, I'm just going to sass at them just a little bit. Mariah, put a mask on. Yeah, definitely. There's no excuse to not wear a mask. I'm sorry. Get a just cute one. A get a leopard print one. Get a yeah. bedazzled one. Get a sexy one. It probably have sexy ones out there. I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah. But I'm glad that Mariah at least is, you know, getting out there and meeting new people and seeing the world. Uh, mm-hmm. She did have a quote that she said something about how she was scared that she's scared because she has feels like she has to learn everything on her own all over again. And she's worried that she's going to learn it wrong because she doesn't have anyone to guide her. And I was like, mm-hmm. fuck, that's fucked. But yeah, I know. but it's it's OK, because that's basically all of us. Your parents can't teach you everything. We all have it's to true. learn how we're going to adult and especially how we're going to adult in our lives because like how our parents grew up and their expectations of family and career and buying a house and shit are totally different from what you know their children would be so definitely i think that they definitely have been hamstrung by kim and barry but Mm -hmm. they will get through it and they will be fine yeah i have very high hopes for all all of the (laughs) adult kids so far and i'm hoping the other ones follow their siblings. I'm, I'm glad that at least the younger siblings have their older siblings to see as an example, whether Barry likes Barry and Kim like it or not. Like they're going to see that their siblings, you know, are not talking to their parents anymore and are, you know, mm-hmm. not. And in, the, in some cases, like with Micah and Mariah, like they still are able to talk to the to the kids some and have some form of uh, relationship with them. So I'm hoping that they'll be able to rub off on the younger kids. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm really hoping that Kim and Barry... Kim and Barry will, uh, I don't know, learn a little bit from their mistakes, but I don't have a lot of hopes in that. So Yeah, honestly, all they have to do is just send together kids to public school. It'll yes. suck, but it'll, it'll help them so much to learn the world, mm-hmm. even if Kim and Barry want to continue preaching bullshit. Right, yeah, definitely. That would be, that would be huge, just like to have um, a different source of information mm-hmm. other than just your bigoted parents. Yeah, being over to, being able to go over to like friends' houses and see how their parents work and stuff. I think Ethan and Olivia are going to end up being like the surrogate parent parents. step for everybody mm-hmm. who leaves the house. It'll be like Lydia will go and then she'll come to them for advice and support and everything. And mm-hmm. then Isaac will go and come to them. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be yeah, like every four so. years, they get a new little project sibling. That'll be good. And yeah, yeah that'll be good. That'll be like the perfect person to help them through that too because they went through the same thing so yeah very understanding and cute Mm -hmm. yep did you have anything else you wanted to say about those two episodes no i think the blurb for next episode looks good as shit 
read the blurb. I'm so excited. Well, okay. No, it was like at the end of the episode. Oh. And so it's like um, Olivia wants to go get her belly button pierced. Oh, yeah, yeah, And, um, God, there, I feel like there was something about Lydia and another Mariah thing. But it looked like everyone's going to go off the rails next episode. And Fuck it's yes. going to be good. <laughs> That's exactly what I like to hear. Fourth of July fireworks. Oh, we know. Fourth of July is when shit goes crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I'm sure we'll do another episode on the plaths as after a couple more episodes have been released mm-hmm. uh, because I am fascinated by them. And like you said, they're kind of like what I want the Duggars to be. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> these kids finally breaking free from their abusive household, toxic childhoods. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. beautiful. Yeah. Um. Oh, I did want to say that in the Mariah and Max date, she also brought up the bad at communication, no, like, mm-hmm. ability to talk about emotions and tough stuff, too. And I was like, oh, maybe Mariah's getting a little therapy, too. Yeah, like, it does, at least these, at least they all seem to be really self-aware of the problems that have, you know, happened because of how Barry and Kim have raised them. Like, they seem to be aware of, like, these are the things that I need to work on. These are the things that, like, I struggle with. Which that's like the first step to fixing those things is acknowledging that there's a problem. So like I'm I I was just I was really shocked in these episodes to see how mature and well adjusted these kids are for for their background. Like it's insane to me. Right. Yeah, I know. They're doing they're doing the work, man. They are proud of them. Good for them. Good for them. I have hope for all the little ones. I do, too. But yeah, I think that's it for this week, at least. Um, But yeah, if you have anything you want to say about this episode or any other episodes, feel free to email us at tvliter at gmail.com. Also, I wanted to do a shout out because we had like somebody post about us on Reddit last week. And like, Mm -hmm. I want to just let you know, you guys know that that like literally made our like day, week, month, year. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm still amped. And that was like a week ago. Yeah. So if you are, you know, interested in helping us out, spread the word a little bit, we would love it if you want to just like shout us out on Twitter or if you want to just recommend us to a friend who you think would like us, we are always accepting new trash monsters to our trash brigade. Yeah, we're just, we want all the trash babies. We're going to come together. We're going to talk about trashy shit, but we're going to do it in good ways where we talk about all of the problematic shit in the trashy shit. Exactly, exactly. And yeah, I mean, honestly, it was so cool to see our like listener subscriber count go up yeah. and everything. So, you know, if you guys want to leave us a review, if you like us or whatever, post us on your Facebook, we would super appreciate it and totally love you guys. And yes. yeah, um, you can find us on the social medias, all of them, pretty much all of them. Yes. I think other than like parlor, we're not on fucking parlor, <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> but at TV literate, um, we're on Patreon, we're on Reddit, we're everywhere. So if you want to yeah. chit-chat to us, if you want us to cover something specific, yeah. if you just want to talk to us about your feelings about the Palaths, you are more than welcome to, and we would love to chit-chat with you. We would love to. We would love it more than anything. But we will be back very soon with another episode. We hope you have a very happy Thanksgiving if you are in the U.S. Be safe. Don't spread or get COVID, please. Mm-hmm. Everybody wear your mask, use your hand sanitizer, and um, bump elbows, I guess. Yes, yes. 
<laughs> do do your best dugger hug. <laughs> Side hugs. Face Side away. Hugs. No droplet. No droplet transition here. Uh-huh. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.